This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, March 16th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Climate gets Farm Bill focus. USDA poses questions in input inquiry. And Biden pressed on USDA post. House Ag gets input on USDA climate programs. The House Agriculture Committee's ongoing hearings on the Farm Bill turn today to what USDA can do to address climate change. The witnesses will include Chuck Connor, President and CEO of the National Council of Farmer Cooperatives and leader of the Food and Agriculture Climate Alliance, a coalition of farm and conservation groups. Other witnesses will include former North Dakota Senator Heidi Heitkamp, who co-chairs the Bipartisan Policy Center's Ag Climate Task Force. In her prepared testimony, Heitkamp says congressional priorities should include expanding incentives and cost-share programs, providing the necessary technical assistance to farmers, and improving data and risk management. And by the way, ahead of the hearing, the Agree Economic Environment Risk Coalition released a set of recommendations focused on maintaining and expanding climate-friendly practices that farmers are already doing. The report notes that farmers who are, quote, early innovators often are unable to qualify for carbon payments that are only available for new practices. Minnesota farmer Kirsten Weeks Duncanson, who will testify for Agree, says getting more farmers to adopt such practices will require, quote, more and better data that is up-to-date, accessible, and can be analyzed to show the cost and benefits of these practices to farming operations. Now, for an in-depth look at Farm Bill issues, you can read our weekly AgriPulse newsletter and also sign up for the AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit taking place next Monday at the National Press Club. USDA seeks info on input prices and market concentration. U.S. Department of Agriculture is providing new clues on the direction of its investigation of market concentration in the fertilizer and seed industries. In a Federal Register document posted online but not yet published, the Agricultural Marketing Service is seeking evidence of collusion, market manipulation, or other anti-competitive practices among competitors, buyers of farm products, commodity traders, or related financial firms to fix or alter prices, allocate markets, or restrict from where a farmer buys inputs and sells product. A separate FR notice on seeds says AMS is, quote, particularly interested in what effects various forms of intellectual property, such as patents, have on to mid-sized seed businesses and plant breeding programs. A third notice seeks comments on the impacts of food retail and distribution concentration on ag producers and small, mid-sized, and otherwise independent SME processors. Once the notices are published in the register, there will be 60-day comment period. 
new calls for Biden to name trade undersecretary. Some GOP senators are renewing demands that President Biden nominate an undersecretary for trade at USDA. Senators Chuck Grassley of Iowa and Todd Young of Indiana both complained in a Senate Finance Committee hearing on Tuesday about the delay in a successor to Ted McKinney, who filled the position in the previous administration. But Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack assured reporters last week he is trying very hard to get that position filled. So far, there have been two candidates that passed the rigorous ethical and legal vetting, but both turned down the post because they were unwilling to make the necessary financial sacrifices, Vilsack said. He also said, quote, it's frustrating. He stressed that exports are doing very well despite not having a top political appointee for trade at the department. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Industry study, big demand for processor contracts. An industry commission study makes the case that chicken producers make good money contracting with processors and other farmers are waiting in line to get deals. The study released by the National Chicken Council says there were 1,672 applications from potential producers and 335 expansion requests from existing producers when companies were surveyed. The top 20% of contract farmers earn $142,000 a year on average. Now keep in mind, NCC is releasing the study as the Biden administration is developing rules to crack down on the performance-based contracting practices used by the industry. What this data further shows is that the chicken industry should be looked at as a model and not a target of unwanted and unnecessary regulations that are being discussed in the Biden administration, said NCCC President Mike Brown. Organic seed use not growing, according to a new report. A recent survey by the Organic Seed Alliance shows no meaningful improvement in the use by organic producers of organic seeds in the past five years. This lack of progress puts at risk the viability of the organic seed industry and the integrity of the organic label, the alliance said. In particular, the largest organic operation operations still use relatively little organic seed, and data suggests that organic certifiers' enforcement of the organic seed requirement could be strengthened. The Alliance, however, said there has been progress in other areas. More than $39 billion has been invested in organic seed research in the last five years, the largest public investment in organic seed systems on record, OSA says. Senate passes daylight savings time bill. 
the Senate yesterday unanimously passed a measure to make daylight savings time permanent, which would eliminate the need to fall back to standard time ever again. The Sunshine Protection Act, passed by a voice vote two days after daylight savings time, kicked in for 2022. With both sides of the aisle contending Americans want more sunlight and do not want to change their clocks, the measure, which still must pass the House, would take effect on November 2023. Bill sponsor Senator Mark Rubio said the delay was requested by airlines and broadcasters with schedules already built around the existing calendar. Now keep in mind, some of our older readers might remember, fondly or not, when DST was mandated during the winter of 1974, it was done to cut energy consumption. Here's today's He Said It. Aren't we in a trade war with China all the time anyway? That was Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa when asked by a reporter about the risk of sanctioning China for assisting Russia. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, March 16th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.